Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every week, win, lose, or draw. Talking all things United. This is the United People's Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the United People's Podcast. It's me and it's Bal, and we're going to be talking through the uh, the one nil. I'm going to call it like a pumping. Uh, that, that was. It felt like a proper a stiffing from Newcastle that ended one nil, but could have been. Let's be honest. Three or four probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't have been too unfair on us. Uh, Bal, oi, like it's on, it's on a weekend. What is like what has happened today? Like I think Liverpool are four three, City and Spurs are seventy three all. Chelsea won three two. It's like there's there's like entertainment. There's gold and and then there's United. And it's um it's and it's a week on from the Everton game. It's like the the trials and tribulations of being a United fan post Fergie, man. Like the peaks and the troughs. This this week sums up everything really even just the Galatasaray game sums up everything it's like every week's a microcosm of United just the the highs you can have and the lows are extreme I, I boy 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 look we went into this game again. by the way hi I'm sure. I haven't even said hello <laughs> are you going to cheer me up in the next 25 minutes of my life or are you going to make me more sad well we do you know, what, what what is that 71 tally now oh is 71 you- that's, uh, that's on 93 now, mate. <laughs> Nin- 93 shots we've conceded in the last five games. <laughs> well, at least it's not 100. Silver lining. Yeah, that's some sort of one. We knew that Newcastle was not going to be an easy... I-, I-, I personally felt it was the hardest of the three games. You went in sort of not right, arrogantly confident, but just feeling, you know, yeah, there, there, is a, there is a reason to have some semblance of confidence and I understood that but you wouldn't have known it it's purely based on me as I said they're making no subs in the week they're having they're having to play the same team that played against Chelsea against PSG against us for three games in seven days where pretty much every single player has played every single minute it's a lot to ask for but could you tell that in that performance in their distance covered in their effort levels could you fuck Oh man, it was. Marcus um, Rashford had a week off. It looked like he played every day for the last fucking ten days. Man, it's, I, I I don't know it, where 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 do you want to start a conversation about that game because you can pretty much there are about ten different places you can point the finger if you want to. You can you could start with a manager. You could start with the, the what the players if you want uh, as well. Um, just basic fucking errors. Um, 
in the game, the lack of drive, lack of wanting to compete with the person you're you're up against. I mean, Libramento. <sighs> Mate, he I was mean, he was he, man of the match by some yeah, distance. Yeah, I mean, look, if you look at as I mentioned to well, my the difference between when Rashford lost the ball and Libramento ran the other way past Rashford compared to when Anthony Gordon lost the ball and how how quickly he tried, he recovered. Yeah. It's uh, I I think it's only fair to start a conversation by talking about the manager because you know where we always like uh, trust me, my my immediate reaction from that game was I know that there are big uh faults with Ten Hag's structure right now. I think he made quite a few uh tactical choices that were just wrong, player choices were just wrong against Newcastle, and that's on him. And that the the basics of the players just weren't there, man. Like uh, when you don't have, you know, they, they held up that sign before Fulham saying "play like you mean it," and then well, a few weeks later they're they're playing like that. It's um how I mean, um, you you, you we, we're talking about injuries, we normally we relying on that. We've effectively got three of our first choice back four available now. Whoever you want, whoever you want to put there, you got. Any two of Shaw or Wamba, sorry, Dilat or Wambasaka right back. Shaw, you could play left back. And then you've got Varane available. Now, I made a point yesterday to my mother, like, why is um, Shaw playing left centre back ahead of Varane? And I was like, well, Varane can't play left centre back. Him and Maguire can't play together. Um, and Maguire doesn't like playing left centre back. And one of my mind, he's an Arsenal fan, he made a very good point. He's like, where did Varane play his whole career next to Sergio Ramos at left centre back? Well, so the fact that we've got into this um, ideology that he can't play there. I mean, we saw what he he did there in, in Copenhagen. Maybe that's down to the fact that who he's playing against, who he's playing it's, next to. Um, it's, it's not the it's not the fact that we we all sort of like we're drinking the ten hard Kool Aid and think he can't play centre back, left centre back. But we're trusting the manager when he's like the passing angles from him in that position won't be right. But then. You're looking at United with Luke Shaw there and Delo there, and you're like, "Well, the passing angles aren't fucking there either." Like, mm. uh, you, 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 I understand it if the uh, the sort of um, the build up is there, and it's I really I properly this week the sort of, the penny sort of dropped with me with Anana is just like, mate, we definitely signed him a year too early, man. We we like we're not we're not playing that football. Yet. I've yesterday I'm not sure if you were the same like. As soon as the Newcastle crowd got onto him, yeah. I was just like, "Fucking prove them wrong, man!" Like, <laughs> I, I, as a United supporter, I did all I wanted to do was support Onana up against that because it was a it was a cauldron for him. Um, which, you know, ninety five percent of humans are going to be intimidated by that, and they're going to start thinking differently. And Newcastle, I don't think they really did anything uh, out of the out of the ordinary, uh, and didn't really need to. It was quite basic how they pulled us apart, and that's that's why I think you you've got to really focus on on the structure of this team. Because I'm did you see the uh, the heat map after the average positions of United's players? No, I didn't so see. We spoke about it uh, after the Galatasaray game. United's back line is really quite deep. That is, it's been deep all season, and then you've got Bruno Matomane Menu in the middle, and because they're doing man to man marking, I think it was like Bruno was marking Bruno. Um, McTominay was on Joe Linton and Maynou was on Lewis Miley. And they're all just following that play around. It means that their positions are all over the fucking shop. Like all of a sudden you've got two players on top of each other and there's a huge gap. 
And then all Newcastle need to do is drop Al- Almiron or Gordon into that space, give a little wave. They've broken the press immediately because because the rest of the team's not pressing in. A, a, a press only works if it works as a team. You can't have two or three people doing it. And it's never been a collective press really with United. And that's on Ten Hag. Like that structure, it's A, it's making it so easy for teams to play through us. And then conversely, when you do win the ball back, you've got, I don't know, Kobe Maynou down near the left fucking back because he's been chasing someone. You've got Matomane who's hiding 400 feet the other direction. You've not got a midfield to then play through. And I know what Ten Hag wants to do with it, but he's got to find that fucking halfway house, man, between the pragmatism results that got us those 1-0 wins against like Fulham and Luton and shit. Like they, they're not they're not going to be the ones that win you the league. He's got to find a halfway house between that and that that proper style that he wants to play, the two aggressive number eights. Because, I mean, fuck knows what's going to happen against, what, we've got Chelsea and was it Bournemouth and then and then Bayern and then Liverpool. Um, our record now, this, this is a stinker of a stat. Um, we haven't won away from home against a team that started against us in that game inside the top eight since October 2021. Away from home? Away from in home. In general? Okay. Yeah, away from home. So that means out of the last 39 points available in those games, we've taken three. It, that, that's more than relegation form. That's just like fold your club form. I mean, there's another example yesterday of like you watching the game and thinking, what is the motive here? What are we trying to do? How are we trying to play? Um, how how what what are our intentions of how we think we're going to win this game? Because the first half, it and the main saying at half uh, full time, yeah, we had we had a bad half, uh, so we wanted to get into half time and then try and reset something along those lines. But why are you play? Why are you trying to play to a break? Like just stay in the game, don't concede. You're relying again on. Individual individuality, set pieces, moment of brilliance, rather than actually thinking, okay, well, this is how we're going to try and play today. A couple of times we've got behind Trippier, um, first half. Top of balls, the balls behind from Bruno, you mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, got natural question. But again, you're relying on half chances. I mean, compared to the, the chances they had first half, where the ball just kept coming back and coming back and coming back. You're thinking... I mean, that's been a that's been a problem with United all season is is sustained attacks through repeated patterns. It's normally when United get well over the course of the season, United are sort of like a chance out of nothing, or rather than like the same sort of thing that we keep doing, and then we get through with it. But it's it's, it's not even just the philosophy. I think like I said, it comes back to basics of how much do you fucking want to win a game? Like, so there was that time was it Anthony and Hoyland went two on one? Yeah, and within. Literally five seconds that turned into a five on two the other way. Yeah, that's yeah. how quickly they recovered back. And thinking these players played ninety minutes in Paris in the week as well, mate. It's a, this when it when it when you see a game like that and you see just the 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 lack of work rate, like nothing else. Really, well, of course, lots of other things matter, but it's just like that's just fucking unprofessional. It's it's, it's literally your job to be an athlete. And the job of an athlete <laughs> is to, oh, it's not the only job of the fucking athlete, but it, when you see that, it, you, that's just the overriding thing that comes through your mind. But I mean, there's two, but it, uh, to be fair, uh, we, could have, we could have like a 10 minute conversation about eight of the players that started that game. Uh, but Martial and Rashford, I think, uh, 
there, there are two choices that Ten Hag made, right? Because I think we look better when Hoyland and Anthony came on. First, I want to ask you, um, why do you reckon Ten Hag did that? Why do you think he started Martial and Rashford? Was it Marsh- Martial, I think, is the fact that Hoyland's coming back from a, yeah, maybe, a, maybe an injury, injury. And I think he's a bit wary of Hoyland breaking down in the sense that he's young. He's I don't know how much how much football he played at Atalanta, but there re- there is a risk of someone his age who is still whose body is physically still developing can pull up with 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 basically um, if you, if you overexert him, and if that happens and he pulls a hamstring and he's out for six weeks, then we are royally fucked. Mm. Um, so I could understand why he didn't start Rashford. I think he was um, straightforward in the sense that. He's had a week off. Didn't play Galatasaray. Mm. He scored last week. So, okay, well, can I... Because he's effectively... He said it himself. I will keep playing him until he's back into form. Is it at a point now where... Okay, enough's enough. And Marcus, I think you need to have a bit of a timeout. I, I, I think if, if, if Rashford can come into that game there after a midweek off where he's completely rested, fully rested, there's no reason why he's not chasing down every single ball and then he plays like that uh, then Ten Hag's got he's got to sort of consider taking him out man and no it's odd that he's got to take him out that's what I think anyway it's whether uh, I read on Twitter today one of those he says he says she says like is there a clause in his contract where if he's fit he plays I mean mean, I'm not not saying you'd be surprised Um, you'd be surprised that sometimes a a manager's kind of his backs against the wall with stuff like that. Ten Hag has got a, a man there who scored thirty fucking goals for him last season, right? So he's like, where, where are like there is for me now, like from an outside fan looking in, there is no logical explanation to anything that's sort of going on with Marcus Rashford. I, I, I it's not fitness. It, there, it must be something mentally that we're not aware of uh, that we won't be privy to. Uh, but Rashford is. Um, Playing like that, and then you've got Martial, who uh, honestly, man, I do not care how many <laughs> dink finishes this dude scores or like a little flashes of brilliance. Fuck him off for my club. Get out um, of United in January, man. Please. Uh, 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 well, it's not going to happen in January. I think his contract en- ends in summer. No one's going to pay his wages for the next six months. Why would you go and pay? Why are you going to pay him out two hundred grand or whatever he's on? Mate, eight years. You know, eight, eight years he's been here now. Eight years. You know, how mad days. And um, and so this is what I mean, like, I think when it, after that Newcastle game, it's like it's sort of like chicken or the egg came first argument because it depends whether you want to blame the manager or you want to blame the players or is it the players because of something the manager's doing wrong. But eight out of the eleven that started that game were players that played under Ragnick, and that's a problem in itself. But then com- on the flip side. Ten Hag had Hoyland on the bench, Amrabat on the bench, um, uh, Anthony on the bench. He had a lot of his own players that he decided not to start in that game. And for, I think you're kind of seeing with Ten Hag, I, I, I saw this point once and it kind of stuck in my mind. You know when managers are under pressure uh, and kind of the players that they default to at, at that time are not necessarily the the perfect player for that role it's who the manager thinks or trusts will maybe get him something maybe we'll sort of kind of bring him through that period 
And it feels like that's what he's doing with McTominay because like, fuck me. Like it's, Ten Hag is clearly, I'm actually not, well, right now, not clearly, but Ten Hag knows about tactics. Ten Hag is a top level footballing coach and has worked in football for 20, 30, 40, sod knows how many years. He can see how little McTominay is adding to the buildup of this team. Yet he continues to play him. And it must be for the added goal threat. I can't think of any other reason why he keeps... And this is what I mean. Ten Hag can't walk away from that game scot-free. For, <laughs> for me, it's the Matomine issue is the biggest one, I think. It's got to be Mainu and Amrabat. And I know Amrabat has not pulled up trees. In fact, he's been pretty bang average since he's, since he's come in. But you need two players and it needs to be two changes. Number one, Matomine out, Amrabat in. Number two... Give up on the man marking in midfield, man. Just let those players operate in their channels and their zones. Don't get them chasing down and hunting. If you're going to hunt, you have to hunt as a pack. And Man United don't do that as a press. And that's why it's so fucking easy to play through. And it's just like repeat, like, as I said, like, well, 93 shots now in five games, mate. It's telling you how bad our midfield is at, at protecting that space. And because of how deep our defense is. And truth be told, and look, I, I know Maguire has been one of our form players and Maguire and Shaw, two players have probably come out of that. Uh, they're two of the only players who come out of that with any sort of credit. We can't play a high line because we've got Maguire. We have to play deeper because we've got Maguire. So he's not fit for purpose for Ten Hag's style. Hence why he tried to sell him in the summer. Hence why he tried to sell McTominay in the summer. It's not... It's not a, but then saying that, why not play Rafael Varane? Yeah, that's, what, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, this I know, ten but, hour- I know, but, but you're in a situation where how can you take out your arguably your most informed player? You don't do that as a you, that you can't do as a manager. That right there is going to like lose you a lot of a lot of respect in that dressing room because if, he, if ten he, he's done. But as a manager, you can't because if you were to take Maguire out and you lose, then like the media be like, well, he's clearly got a personal issue with Maguire because he's his best currently his best defender and he's taking him out. Um, but I, I haven't got a problem with Maguire playing. Yes, I don't think we lost again because of Harry Maguire. Probably he kept it. He's probably one of the reasons why it stayed down to one. I don't know. Um, I, I didn't say I didn't say that Maguire was the reason yeah. we lost. I say Maguire is definitely a reason why we play so deep. There's a question there from was it Moolah Magnet on Twitter? He's saying, how do we justify the calls for still selling Maguire when he's been the backbone of our defense since Martinez has been gone? It's like from a form perspective, you can't take him out of the team, and that's why Varane's on the bench. It has been. But you, know, you, can, you can argue that with what we just said then. Onana ideally doesn't want his defensive lines, first line defence, right on his feet. You could tell at one point he had the ball at his feet and he's telling Maguire to kind of get out, get out wide so I can, I can give you the ball there. Mm. And you, all you got to do is get on the half turn, play it down the line or come back inside. You and know, Maguire you- didn't want it. Have you seen that video that's been going around when it was, um, I think Onana like rolls it out to Mainu and it kind of goes to Shaw and then goes to Delo and he tries to fire a ball into Bruno, gets intercepted and they have a chance from it. There's, a, if, if, you, if you get a chance to watch that video again, it goes to Delo and if he had the, I don't know, like the quality or the vision to do it, all he's got to do is just a little lift, a little tiny lifted pass back over uh, Shaw, back to Onana, who's in acres of space now and he can just slowly bring it forward. But instead, he shits himself and just puts his foot through it, and it turns into a chance. Like we're we're we just panicked. We're, we're like just you, panicked you saw that out. first half when um, the ball's clearly going through to Onana, and Delot does that fucking. We you know when he handballs it, when he kicks Yo. it onto his own hand. 
That was weird. It, that was really strange. I'm guessing that I'm guessing that probably is just a little bit of a, a lack of complete confidence in the in Onana right now. Presumably, I was why in the world is Delo touching that ball? There, there is no reason he's touching it. I've, oh, I mean, what else have we got in that from that game itself? What do you think about Luke Shaw and Maguire? Right, probably our two best players. Um, do you think that Luke Shaw should be playing left back or left centre back? Oh, left back without a doubt because we lose so much when he's not playing there. So, like in, in yeah, I think in, there's in, such a drop off with Luke Shaw playing left back and anyone else playing left back. And Wan-Bissaka's put in some fucking stinkers these last two games. Galatasaray, yeah. he was bad. And Newcastle, just that whole that whole right flank got dominated. He, he, just, he just switches off. He just switches off in, in the vital moments. Like a couple, couple of times he made some really good recovery tackles on Gordon. But by and large, it's like, you could see where, where the play is. If that that ball comes goes goes through, there's only one place Trippier's putting that ball and that's to the back post. So you if know that, them. You watch your man over your shoulder. You knew. You knew. Fulham, mate. Wan Bissaka's done that his whole time. Yeah. You know, and so is and so is Diogo Dalot this season. Actually, just looking for the man or not looking for the man behind him. It's like it, um, it's, a, it's a really good point. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, um, a really good point. Um, Rio Ferdinand made. He was on the, his five podcast, and the guy who I don't I don't know his name. He said Trippier is a much better defender than Gary Neville ever was, and Rio's like. You have to let you calm him down. And he's like, look, I played with Gary Neville throughout my whole career. One thing I didn't have to worry about was what's going to happen over my shoulder because I knew he's going to be in his position. He goes, as a right back, that as any defender in general, being in your position and knowing where, you're, where you need to be at all times is a very, very hard thing to do. And he goes, Gary Neville nailed that to a T. Very, mm. very, very rarely you saw his winger get the run in on the blind side and and and, and nick, the, nick, nick the ball ahead of him. And it's a basic from a fullback's point of view. We, um, Delot did it in Copenhagen. We oh. saw it again Saturday, yesterday, Wambasaka. It's it's just basic, basic no. level concentration. Mate, that, that Delot one against uh, Copenhagen, the, the thing that made it worse was that he looked at his man about 0.4 seconds before and he goes, ah, no, he's not a threat. Never mind. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes, he is. Got that one wrong. The United People's Podcast. Have your say on every game. Get in touch on social media. What changes could possibly happen in the space of 72 hours between Newcastle and Chelsea that's going to change that performance? Apart from, obviously, the basics, right? And the basics are there. We saw against Galatasaray. That it's not as if these players are, are sort of down in tools and they're not running for their, their manager because they, they ran themselves silly, but that's kind of what United are doing. A lot of the movement seems unnecessary. A lot of a lot of the runs seem unnecessary. It's, it's pointless if you're not running collectively, i.e. it's pointless Bruno running and Mainu running and McTominay running left, right and centre if Rashford and Martial um, are spare guy Nacho because he's still young Um if those two, particularly in front of him, your first line defence, are just trudging around. I mean, that's all this uh, is. A, I don't know if it was a sky camera or a fan camera, and basically Martial and Ten Hag were having a bit of a Barney during the game. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and it's you saw like within one second of Hoyland coming on, um, he drew a foul out of Lascelles in a, a dangerous position on the wing, and we put the ball in. But it's like, mate, I've, mate, I. I... 
the 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 thing I I think you I will always go back to when it comes to successful or non-successful football clubs is you can pretty much follow the success according to what happens in the transfer windows. Like whether if a if a team nails the transfer window, the season that follows is a direct reflection of that. And if you're looking at where United spent our money this summer, um, the big money signing was Hoyland, of course, Onana. Um, who else did we sign this summer? Amrabat on loan and Mason Mount, right? So not, not, none of those, but well, Hoyland's Holland moved the needle, yeah, but he's not completed 90 minutes for us. Onana, we're not playing the style of football to get anything out of him really so far. And he's in terrible form himself individually. Mason Mount's been injured for large, large majority. And Amrabat, has he started two Premier League games in a row? I'm not even sure if he has. I mean, like you see, go back, looking direct comparison to Newcastle. Prior to this regime coming in, they were in a similar similar rut to us, stuck with owners who didn't want to fucking invest in the club, didn't have the club's interests at heart, and they got him out. And to be fair, yes, they have spent money since, but they've not been able to go out and just obliterate the market and go and spend left, right and centre. They yeah. they have been kind of hampered by financial fair play. But what you're seeing is the objectives of what they're trying to do as a club are the same um, on the grass as they are in the manager's room, as they are on the boardroom. Everybody is on that same page of what they are trying to achieve. That you can't say at Manchester United. You, you haven't been able to say for a long time. And I don't care what anybody says. Until that is fixed, then we're just going to see this a revolving door of managers and players getting manager of the sack. And as we always call it, at the summer of a big spend where you don't get uh, top four, buy a couple of nice sh- shiny signings and it's, everybody starts believing again. This... This season, I suppose the expectations of United fans after last season, I think reasonably, we were hoping for. Well, I think it's, I think it's a, a reasonable expectation of any football fan is to want the following season to be better than the previous one, right? So we got our first trophy in six years, League Cup, and we finished third. So we are all naturally going to want a top two finish, or and I don't know, a top two finish and a, 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 another domestic cup. I suppose that probably would have been progress and then see what goes on in the Champions League. We've been fucking steamrolled in the Champions League. We're getting absolutely ripped to shreds by any team above us in the league. And the progress, and mate, I'm, I think I've said this to you before, like, I'm so happy that we got to go to that Newcastle final game where I, I after it, I genuinely felt, you know, I don't know, it's just like, it wasn't just because we won a League Cup for, oh yeah, brilliant, we're all back. But just the feeling around the club and just the month of football that we had before it with Barcelona and I think we beat City in January too. It's just, it felt like everyone was starting to pull in the right direction. And to go from that to to where we are now, yeah, there's been injuries. Yeah, there's been a lot of shit off the pitch. Uh, but it's 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 quite f- frustrating. Frustrating is the, is the wrong word to describe it because I completely agree with you. Until that shit changes above Ten Hag, we will continue to keep coming back to this conversation again and again and again. The issue for me is now that was quite um, that was a bruising defeat to Newcastle. That was like, like mate, you, you can lose a football game, right? Everyone knows you can lose a football game. To lose in the manner of, like, of of that, and in the month where we've got Chelsea next, uh, it's it's Good, difficult. One of fixtures, bar Bournemouth at home, we could easily lose three of our next four games. Chelsea at home, look. Li- Bournemouth at home, 
Liverpool away and then West Ham away. Oh. Take taking by now. I'm talking about the the league in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's then, a tough then, run. Then, yeah, we've 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 just come through that run that that seemed favourable to us, and we beat Luton, we beat Fulham, we beat Sheffield United, we beat Burnley. We have been kind of sweeping up the points below us, which has kept us in the running, and. Yeah, that's, that's that's all good and well, but it's it's when you then come up against these teams like Newcastle, like I I got no idea what to expect from Chelsea because they're just as sort of up and down as us. Shit. It, 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 I no idea what to expect. I imagine it's going to be one of those like like the games today, like three all, four three, so some wild up and down game. And it's um I I love what Ten Hag did in that first season. Right now, he's got to make sure that his stubbornness. Uh, doesn't kind of take him down a wrong path, and I and I, by stubbornness I mean probably in particular McTominay. That for me is like a, a clear and obvious thing that he can change himself. I don't think there's too, I don't think there's too much else he can change personnel personnel wise. Well, like I said, there's so, the player issues are starting to mount up now, aren't they? Um, you had the Ronaldo one, Sancho one is now seemingly an issue with. Varane, Rashford's fucking dog shit form. Martial, he can't get a tune out of again. And then you're talking about the issues again in midfield. And also his persistence until recently to continuously play Anthony despite not getting anything out of him. Isn't it? Isn't it? I had to laugh at this, right? Everyone's like, drop Anthony, drop Anthony. He finally puts in a pretty damn good performance against Galatasaray and then he gets dropped and everyone's like, where's Anthony? Bring Anthony in. It's just like, oh, fucking hell, he kind of, ah, uh, I'm, ah, uh, he's, he's making some strange decisions and, yes, I, I think that. part, I think he's in that phase now where I've got to look after myself here. I'm going to try and protect my job. How the fuck but, does playing McTominay all the time look after yourself? That's what I don't understand. I, 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 there's no logic to that in my, in my mind. Like I said, you know, he's going to be one who's not going to just stop running for you. Like, is Scott McTominay ever going to play for this level of football club again in his career? Probably not. Yeah, but <laughs> so, I think this, this is this is the thing. Like, is Ten Hag what? What is Ten Hag putting his um, his priority? Like, what what is his his priorities with the eleven he's he's choosing with with the players that he's choosing? Is it really just fucking? Oh yeah, McTominay will run more. Let's play him. Like, controlling a game isn't just about running. It's about being smart with the football. So, like Michael Carrick never had to make a tackle because he was so good, he just intercepted the ball before it reached another player. Like you haven't got to like expend yourself to make a tackle if you can just block the passing lane because you're just smarter. And I, I, it feels like we we've gone we've gone from being this team that just wouldn't run at all and it wouldn't do anything, and and to now we're just running around for the sake of running around in midfield. And that's on Ten Hag. He's got to get these players playing smarter. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll do quickly. Just see if anyone sent any questions. Um, Sarah's asking why are we moving short to centre back instead of playing Varane if all we are going to do is hoof the ball long we just mentioned that there as well I wouldn't be surprised to see that by the way uh, Varane coming in against uh, Chelsea I think for, 10, for uh, left Maguire back. yeah left centre back I think he'd um, no he played Maguire left centre back you remember when uh, Johnny Evans went mm. off away against Copenhagen and he shifted Maguire along I think if that happens it'll be, it'll be Maguire there um, I wouldn't be surprised. 
Uh, Piers Chandler says, where do you where do you think this season is going? Are we going backwards or is it just part of the rebuilding process? It's it's impossible to fucking say. You like we we always say every week, I don't know which Manchester United are turning up on Wednesday. Mm. Is it the Man United who went to Everton and won three 0 Is it the one who went to Istanbul who generally created a lot of chances but made the, those same kamikaze errors at the back? Or is it the Manchester United we saw last night who stank the fucking place out and got outrun and outworked by the opposition considerably? So, mate, three, three wildly different <laughs> yeah. performances in the space of seven days. I mean, that, that, that shows you that there's, there's, that has to be down to coaching, I would, I would say. And, and, so, and sort of a player temperament at the same time. Yeah. If, but yeah, without a doubt, he has to start taking the flat now because it's a results business. And the next week could, next 10 days, two weeks could be quite damning for him because you, you remember you sent the, um, that little clip of the interview did where the reporter said, well, we like it when there's a crisis. Yeah. And if we go out to the, go out of the champions league and then we'll we could have buy and win it, but it would buy and get a point. We're bottom regardless. Yeah. Buy and get a point. We've got we're bottom and that's not impossible. You said buy a minute. You're playing. They still got a, an element of fucking reputation and pride where they're not going to want to come to old Trafford and get rolled over. Um, and then you go to Anfield. Okay, I don't. I'm fucking going for some stupid reason. I'm just gonna have to get obliterated so I don't remember it. You go. I'm. I've. I'm got a ticket as well. Yeah, yeah. You going? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, do we? It, do, do you want to go? Do we just sack it all off? <laughs> no. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to Liverpool regardless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. I'm. I'm. It's like the first time I've been successful in like six, seven years in a ballot. What a year to choose. Yeah. Actually, it could have been worse. Could have chosen last year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, well, touch wood here. Fucking no touch wood, my word. Yeah. You know, they're, open, they're opening the um, the uh, the stand above us. Oh, four-hour game. For the, fir uh, the, fir the first game, you. that stand's going to be open. So we're a waterproof. <laughs> uh, I'm right at the front. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I find that's where we are. I haven't, I haven't looked at the seat numbers, but, man, I'm crapping myself. And, uh, hey, look... <sighs> Any United fan watching United, it's just, Jim Ratcliffe coming in is not going to be a sort of, ah, oh, brilliant, everything's sorted. With this this rebuild process, I mean, can it, can it, can it, can this rebuild process truly start, surely Sir Jim coming in and getting sporting control, that's basically day one of the rebuild, isn't it? When you think about it. I mean, so, it, Unless he's started work before he started working away. Because um, even if you come in now, you've got, what, three, we three weeks, four weeks before the window opens? Oh, I don't think there's really much logical chance of, of it having any, a, a sort of impact on um, the January transfer window. I think he's just going to have to trust what's been done inside the current setup, which ain't going to be much. And Ten Hag has, has shown uh, his instincts in the market aren't as strong as his maybe instincts are as a coach and he should be taken away from that. And I think that's completely fair. It's just in a club of United's size, you can't do all that shit on your own, right? It's not the way modern football works. But mate, if, if United, if United put in another performance like that, 
against Chelsea, then there's going to be some. Well, I don't know what the fallout will be. I'll be honest. Won't be good I mean, he, he needs to start, as, as I said, getting his style across, and that style needs to come across in performances and displays because. I can't I can't say a single game this season where I say, you know what, that's a blueprint of how he wants us to play. I gen- genuinely can't. I always if anybody asking that question, I always go back to Spurs last season. Yeah. But Spurs 2-0. That but, was like a year and a bit ago. But we had one off games under Oli and the Jose where we like, wow, we look fucking good today. And then the week later we go and fucking draw to Burnley or Swansea. Someone yeah. like that. So, yeah, it can't really be a blueprint considering 14 months on, we're probably further away from that performance than kind of we, mm. oh, we well, have considerably, looked, yeah. Than we have looked. We, we do look like we're, we're regressing. Um, any sort of performances like Everton are kind of flashing the pan right now. We've we strung together results. Everton wasn't the, a good performance for first half. We, the second all just kind of took the wind out of their sails, in my opinion. But first off, they were much the better team. Yeah, we were much better after the second goal, but. Um, Oy, 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 oy. Well, there's one thing that's going to happen. Fabrizio Romano saying that Donny van der Beek's leaving in January. Jesus. 40 mil we've taken him. 40 mil. Do you know? Well, yeah, because I just had to look at which contracts expire in, in the summer. I think... Um, Is it Martial's expires? Yeah, Martial, uh, Lindelof, Hannibal, Regulon. Regulon. Who, who else is... Um, <laughs> what is the point in a Regulon? Someone tell me. You play one Bissaka, but we've got an extra year. Amrabat, Evans, Hannibal. We are there for him. Mate, the turnover there is going to be wild. The mm. turnover this I mean, summer is going to be. Mad. I mean, then the, the summer after. I mean, you know, I was just looking at that. Um, you got Varane, twenty twenty-five, McTominay, Maguire, Eriksson, Diallo, Donny, Pellistri. So you either have to cash in on them, some of them, this summer. Because who would you really give a, d- a new deal to there? Probably Diallo, Pellistri at, ma- at most. You're definitely... Varane's going to go Saudi. I think that I, that feels like a guarantee to me. Yeah. And I'd probably Pro- say the same thing about Casemiro as well. Yeah. I think that United, United will kind of get a little bit of a get-out-of-jail-free car considering we spent, we spent 110 mil on them. Varane was, I think, 28 when we signed him. I think Casemiro was 30. Um, I imagine we'll probably get somewhere north of 50 for those two combined really from Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. oh mate this uh, <clears throat> I know that we've been rebuilding squads for well a long time under five six managers post Fergie we've never really started rebuilding our club um, and that can't happen until the sporting control is taken away from the Glazers and maybe this is the week where that begins truly uh, but on the pitch one step forward two sets backwards Two steps forward, one step backwards. Three steps forward, four steps backwards. That's that's Man United for ten years. Uh, so I wouldn't say we're surprised at a result. It's fucking painful. Um, look, we'll be back after Chelsea. Look, <laughs> again, I'll say this in the podcast. If you do, if you did enjoy it, please leave a five star review somewhere. Come on, please. I'm begging at this point because because <laughs> the football ain't giving it to us. Uh, so if yeah, you did enjoy it, let us know. And um, we'll be back after. Oh, but what's your prediction for the Chelsea game? I didn't ask that. I generally don't know. Generally, so stand, do not do not know. Dark now, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you can't say with any kind of conviction. This is the reason why I'm saying this because a I don't know what kind of performance Chelsea you're going to put up. Um, because you either get, I mean, like they had a really good result say with ten men, 
Um, really good result with 10 men and and same with us. Mm. Could be nil-nil, could be 3-3. Three, three, three. No idea. I gen- no idea. Oh, well. Well, see you on Thursday. Well, at least we got finally got an away draw in the FA Cup. Oh, yeah. Well, Wigan, that's good. Wigan away. Wasn't it like, I saw there was like 7,500 allocation in like 2016. Nice. Nice. Well, we're n- normally, even in the league game, you used to get the whole of the goal. So I don't know if that's, if you get it's more than called, that now. It's still called JJB? No, DW, is it? DW. Do you remember JJB? That, 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 makes, that makes me old. Yeah, yeah, yeah DW saying, yeah, remember, J- it used to be called JJB. JJB. Fun fact. Right. Um, <laughs> well, we'll see you on Thursday. I can't say it's going to be um, after a good result, but <sighs> United. United. Jesus Christ. Play like you mean it. Yeah, right. Sports Social Podcast Network.